0: Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey
1: podcasting from beautiful east tennessee and brought to you by big red Band productions this is scared money on tonight's episode knoxville radio personality mr tyler Ivans of 99.1 fm the sports animal joins the guys for a night of fun we talk thanksgiving sides how tyler got to where he is in radio and he sticks around for the pick segment oh and he's on a 15 four-in-one heater so you might want that notepad enjoy
2: Mississippi
1: to to welcome everybody to episode three of the scared money podcast a show by the betting man for the betting man I'm Wade with Hayden and Jared, and I hope you two boys are ready because we've got a full plate tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sounds
1: good. Sounds good. So tonight we are honored to be joined by a special guest. You can hear him weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., as co-host of the Starting Lineup, locally on the WNML 99.1 FM, The Sports Animal the flagship station for your Tennessee volunteers, Jared. Your Tennessee volunteers. Yeah, your. You can of course hear him anytime online at ninety nine one ninety nine one the dot com. A fine cigar and whiskey aficionado and an unapologetic lifelong Jets fan, Mr. Tyler <laughs> Ivins.
0: What a lead in. How are yes. you this
1: evening, sir?
0: Goodness gracious, even my mother would blush at that one. Boys, I appreciate it. How are we? You guys uh you guys have got your stuff together. I'm gonna be honest. Usually it's uh Bunny ears, paper clips, and bubble gum, but uh, not to let the uh, listeners too much behind the scenes. But uh, Wade, sounds like you got yourself uh, quite the setup, man. I'm glad we had a chance to sit down and chat today, boys. I hope you guys are doing well.
1: I appreciate it, and, and our loyal listeners know this. I am very rich. What? And we have. <laughs> we uh, oh, yeah. no, we have. Uh, we have a van. Down by the river.
0: It looks like a refugee camp for
2: dirty men.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. that's, why, that's why we're the big red van. And we want to thank you for joining us for this discussion. Glad to have you in the van. It's honestly the perfect week to have you. I mean, the Vols had their game this week uh, moved to, what, mid-December? because of covid cases yeah. and quarantine players the jets as i mentioned they're coming off covering the spread for the first time all year which honestly what that's a win for you guys right so that's,
0: it's it's a win more than one way absolutely it, it is. really is
1: with the draft coming up and all that you didn't you needed to cover but you did not need to win the game so yeah. uh and then finally we are going to break our silence on the most hotly contested topic maybe in american history um, and yes, of course, I'm talking about the top four Thanksgiving side dishes. So I'm here
0: for every single bit of this, all
1: of this. So uh, <laughs> I'm not concerned with the turkey or the ham or you know whatever your main course is. And frankly, neither is anyone else. Like all we care about is where do you rank things like garlic mashed potatoes versus green sure. beans with bacon, uh, anything with sweet potatoes versus anything without sweet potatoes. <laughs> Um, but the most important thing, I think, is we're all going to have to make our stance on cranberry sauce because, Tyler, I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, there is a very, very hard line in the sand when it comes to uh, life, and it's drawn at yep. cranberry sauce.
0: <laughs> I, I, I hope I don't immediately get the ejection button and I get shot out of the chair, but uh, you I don't know. I have a feeling I might be in the minority on this, but I guess we'll have to see whenever it gets rolled out.
1: Yeah, I I guess we'll see. So as far as the show goes tonight, we're going to go over this stuff. We have segment two that we're going to dedicate completely to our guest, uh, Mr. Ivins. We're going to get into, obviously, I I mentioned that he's a host of a a local radio show and has been doing radio for a long time. Um, Local boy came home and made good and got got the spot on the morning drive show. So we want to talk to him a, a little bit about that, but a lot about things like... Would you rather be able to run 100 miles per hour or fly 10 miles per hour? Like, to me, that's more interesting than hearing some of these things like COVID and all that other stuff that you always talk about. So so we'll have fun in segment two. And then in segment three, we're going to do our thing and review our picks, talk about how I produce nothing but winning weeks and Jared, this is a little teaser, Jared done jinxed himself Mm. and got himself in trouble Mm. by making the damn guarantee that this (laughs) would never happen and it happened, so.
0: Why don't you punch me in the face?
1: We'll get to that in segment three, but let's let's get to uh, our discussion. I, listen, I, I told you I've been working on my segue skills, Hayden, and you didn't even say anything about my full plate reference. I beginning.
2: haven't even got mm. over the lead-in yet, uh, but uh, Segways, uh, they have been good lately. I'm going to i gonna go ahead and give you some props. They've been good.
1: Well, I, I figured I was getting good at the short ones, you know, from thing to thing, so I thought this is a long-distance segue. I'm going to try out. <laughs> this is like hitting a three-quarter court shot. <laughs> so uh, You're
0: using the radio buzzwords, though. You said tease. And there's not a lot there's not enough people in this industry who actually know how to tease a segment or what we like to call hook the listener and to stay in through the stop set through the commercials. what is it we can say or do that's compelling that can we can continue to repackage the conversation that's completely different yet the same topic we just had so Wade, you're doing a fantastic job. I'll already give you a gold star to put on the refrigerator for your mom and dad. Listen, it's, <laughs> going, right.
1: it's going up tonight, and I'm going to be covering up my son's homework with it. So, <laughs> um, Because there's a competitive nature in my household, and yes. he, he needs to know who number one is.
0: Let the boy watch. He'll
1: never <laughs> forget it. So, uh, anyway, I think it's most prudent to allow our guests to go first with this top four list. Don't you guys agree? Absolutely. I definitely want to hear this first. All right. So, Tyler, you work in sports talk radio. We know yeah. you're not a stranger to these list conversations. I mean, shit, you guys do it for like three months out of the year in the down season where yeah. every other episode is a list of this or a list of that. But um, you're our guest. We want you to have the first chance to be wrong. So go ahead and give us what your list is, and then we'll we'll follow in behind you. Rushmore, top you know, four.
0: It's You know, sometimes simple is good. Sometimes simple isn't complicated, mm. you know, and, and believe it or not, as somebody who likes a variety of different things, sometimes the major topics, I can be just that vanilla simple person. So when you think of Russ your common items that you see that Thursday in November, uh, but there are some particulars. So, you know, if it's garlic mashed potatoes, I'm not big on different styles of potatoes, you know, grat- I don't no, I just want... A grandma, barn size, mm. farm size bowl of just mashed potatoes, all the carbs in the world. Uh, it's got to come with some type of cream corn. It's got to be cream. As, mm. as a guy who's spent the majority of my life in East Tennessee, cream corn is very, very important to me. Uh, look, you got to have some type of dinner biscuit or dinner roll. If you're very lucky, you get an opportunity to go to different areas in america different regions where they have just a different spin on how they do thanksgiving i've gone to many thanksgiving dinners where you get your choice of a crescent roll cornbread biscuit Mm. normal roll and then dinner roll and then or it's just here's the biscuits here's the rolls this is what you get and then for me fourth it's you got to have gravy like I didn't go to the mm. cash – I didn't go to the green bean casserole. I didn't even bring up yams. I didn't bring up cranberry, whether it's fresh cranberry or it's fresh out of the can that's ribbed. And it just – you know what? Some mm, for, your, think hey, for
1: your pleasure.
0: Yeah, that's, Exactly. Yeah, so sometimes – you know what? Sometimes you get a magnum can of – of cranberry sauce, and you're just like I, I don't I don't know what to do with all this cranberry sauce, but I'm going to eat my food. I'm going to make sure I have an empty plate because nothing is more disrespectful than getting the invite, RSVP, and then not finishing your plate because you got to oh. have plenty of room for dessert. You Absolutely. better
1: save room for dessert. If you're the asshole that doesn't save room save room for dessert at Thanksgiving dinner, uh, don't show up. <laughs> because it's good that it's gonna have an ugly ending so um when you were on your role at number three i i couldn't agree with you more man but i mean let's get nuts let's go king's hawaiian let's bring king's hawaiian mm, roles into the thanksgiving dinner like what the hell have we been waiting for already right like i i feel like king's hawaiian roles need to be in, more involved but i like that all right hayden what do you got
2: okay i'm gonna go um more heart attack all right so yes uh, number four cheesy potato casserole the little cube potatoes baked mm. I mm. mean just so good put put a bunch of uh, sour cream and uh, cream cheese in that bad boy mm all right number three deviled eggs baby my man like I'll Ooh. get like six or seven of them on my plate when I go to Thanksgiving uh, number two green bean casserole. With all the flakes on top, you know, that way. So what do you...
1: Okay, that's a good point. I'm glad you said that. So are your flakes like breadcrumbs, or are you like a Ritz cracker flake, or... I
2: like them both. Okay. Um, Or they they have the ones that's the onion... Um, yeah, the Straws. fried onion straw yeah. things. Yeah, yeah that, that's the best way. Okay. Um, and then number one, so you said I couldn't use my main course, but unfortunately I'm going to have to override that just slightly because there is a process of when I get my plate for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it goes as such. The very center of the plate gets the turkey. Okay? Turkey goes As down. it should. Base layer. All right? And then the dressing goes on top or stuffing, depending on what part of the country you're from. Okay. Um, And then the chicken and dumplings, the coupe de gras Mm. of Thanksgiving for me is good old fashioned great granny style chicken and dumplings. And that just gets poured in a giant volcano pour on top of all of that. And that's how I do it. Yeah. It, I
1: mean, if you're not mixing it all together, wow. you obviously, you're, you're. I've known you for a long time, and you are a man that has a plan about everything you do. Usually it's scientific and it's right. to the number. Um, and I I don't doubt that you dream about that
2: meal. It's the best, best part of the day. Man. Best I part love, of the year.
1: I love it. Uh, if you don't have a plan on how you're going to attack your Thanksgiving accoutrement, then
3: uh you are uh you're you're unaware jared what's your list i'm
2: i'm like salivating. man i'm, I'm ready for yeah. thanksgiving now
3: yeah i'm i'm like i'm like drooling over here um thanksgiving by the way got to be probably my favorite holiday of the year i mean what other holiday is there no expectations for gift giving and you know valentine's day flowers card and all that no the expectation is that you eat until you vomit. You sit around and drink and watch football and hang out with your family Boom. and get the couple days over. I mean, is it get any better than that? I
2: want to second that. It, the
3: answer you is know, no. Literally,
0: you, what you said, it's, it's almost the perfect day. And gosh, I, I have such a bad habit of doing this. And thank goodness I have a co-host who does a very good job of jerking the wheel and keeping us in the lane. But the only thing that keeps Thanksgiving from being the number one holiday year in and year out – and I'm all about tradition. Listen, I'm a traditionalist guy. If you have a tradition mm. that needs to be honored annually, I'm here for it. But for the love of all things holy, can we please get the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day? That's all I'm going to say. Oh, my. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah I, I, Amen, yeah, brother.
3: Absolutely.
1: Amen. Amen. Or, or I know, can, I mean, the
0: Cowboys, can, that's cool. I get it. Tradition, Cowboys. You want to do Cowboys, Red students, Cowboy Indians. We're not allowed to say that name anymore until they're named the Red Tails next year. That, that's fine. And if you want to give us a huge rivalry like you're going to give us this year with the Steelers and the Ravens, I'm here for that. That's great. Seriously, though, nobody yeah. gives a damn about Vikings, Lions at noon in East Tennessee yeah. or outside yeah. of Detroit and Minneapolis. There yep. I said
3: Yep. Exactly. Like, that's where I'll usually, like, you'll, you'll bet on the game just to, so that, like, when you're in and out of that afternoon nap during – because they're usually the first game – So that's like the only good thing, but yeah, throw some money on and then as I'm like in and out of dozing in and out of my afternoon nap. I can keep an eye on that, but amen to that. Um, But I guess back to the sides, I mean, I'm kind of a traditionalist, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. I could eat mashed potatoes and gravy every day. Uh, You know, it's just give me the biggest heaping pool of gravy poured all over. That would be my number one stuffing. I feel like is one of the most underrated Thanksgiving dishes. I mean, it doesn't get talked about a lot, but definitely an underdog. Green bean casserole, Hayden mentioned that one, um with the little onion straws as the topper on mine, and then candied yams. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, some candied ones where you you uh you put them in the oven with the oh what is it? The red hots, the um uh what's the candy? The, the like tamales, the red hot. The hot tamales. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot tamales. We put some of those on there. It melts in there. Gives that that little cinnamon kick to it. Um, that's that's it for me right there. Yeah. You know, I
2: don't know if I've had them that way. I've had them with like the brown sugar and cinnamon, and you know those like, are
3: good too. Yeah, you know, those are with good the hot too. Hot
2: tamales on there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody was thinking
1: they were like cinnamon. Man, my favorite <laughs> cinnamon's <laughs> in that candy right there. Let's <laughs> <We'll> just <laughs> melt it. Yeah, and they just just threw it in there. I I love that you went uh, yams uh, slash sweet potatoes. I recently saw somewhere here on the interwebs that locally here in the East Tennessee area, uh, that sweet potato casserole was voted the number one favorite side at. Thanksgiving and you know I mean we're talking about the one that you know we you and I discussed the marshmallow layer layer on top yeah the what Mm -hmm. looks like flambéed marshmallows across the top layer it's just gooey goodness Mm -hmm. god what a gluttonous time of year I love it that's Um. that's one
0: of those sides
2: that's one of those sides that they claim is a side but it really is a dessert but you get to eat it It like it's a side
0: yeah. That's
1: true, and I think that that there's a couple of things in there. One of them is in my top four. Actually, my number one. I'll get I'll get to mine here. So Jared's exactly right. His, him and I have two of the exact same, and one of the mine's just slightly different. So um, number four: green beans with bacon so if you haven't had green beans with bacon you haven't Mm -hmm. lived uh it's one of the easiest additions to throw on and i mean side conversation but bacon might be the number one complimentary item to anything in life like i mean you know how an end table goes with a couch yeah (laughs) well well, bacon goes with anything else better than an end table goes with a couch Um, you're
0: really gonna draft bacon over melted cheese
2: Ah, man, see you know how you up uh, up cheese,
1: bacon. Add some bacon. (laughs) Yeah. If there's one thing in life that I could wake (laughs) up smelling every day and not get tired of it, it's bacon, not melted cheese. So I guess, I guess to answer your question, I I, I'm dying on the bacon hill.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Even even Roddy White needs Julio every once in a while. Old (laughs) fifteen year Atlanta Falcons reference. Ooh
1: ooh. Listen, Roddy had his year. He had his year. We got 90 catches or so, and then he got... Tried
0: of UAB, man. That got, guy, let him, man, let him eat. And then Julio showed up and said, Waffle House. And then it was just like, all right, thanks, Roddy. We appreciate it. Yeah. And then throw a little Mohamed Sanu in there, and it's just like, there's not enough catches to go around. No wonder Matt Ryan was winning MVPs. I can't yeah. believe they
1: haven't traded. Julio hasn't demanded a trade up to this point, but... That's uh, that's another talk for segment three. Um, but in my number three, stuffing. Jared said it, so I realize mm. that I've lived on both sides of the Mason-Dixon line, and I know that stuffing is called dressing, and it's called stuffing. Well, the significant difference between the two is – not red box stovetop stuffing that you make that any asshole can put together. Stuffing actually goes inside the turkey when it's cooked, and then it comes out of the turkey when you eat it and scoop it out and eat it with your turkey. So stuffing that's cooked inside the turkey is my number three. Uh, number two, Jared said it already, but it's garlic mashed potatoes with brown gravy. If it's not in your top four, I, I, I really don't know what to say to you. I mean, the potato literally took down an entire country, and if you don't appreciate the potato, then you're not. You, you really don't care about history. Uh, number one, we're going with the pineapple cheese and Ritz cracker casserole.
2: Man, I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid
0: special man what what god's name is this? What? i've never i've never even heard of never this. I you were yeah me neither
1: so three simple questions do you like pineapple yes do, yes do you, yeah, it's delicious do you like cheese yes, <laughs> yes. absolutely do you like ritz crackers yeah, yes, that's all. Yes. It, you know, okay. There's the answer <laughs> to your question. So that's that's what it is. It's something that my sister in law put together, and I just can't get enough of it. So you know, one of one of the questions that I put together when I was thinking about. Um, you,
0: wait a second. Your sister in law put it together. Or is this something you threw together two AM drunk one night, and you didn't have you didn't want to call an Uber <laughs> to, go to Taco Bell? Man,
1: I'm not that creative in the kitchen. I'm telling you, like I, I've he's done, not. I can, I, I, have, can
2: have, I can affirm that
1: I have done some some rather unusual things with, uh, ramen noodles, but I don't know that. I've
0: <laughs> I, I think we all, I think we all have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, so yeah. I don't know that, uh, um, I've gotten creative with pineapple, but, um, yeah, my sister-in-law brought it to Thanksgiving dinner one year. I think it was the first year my wife and I were married and I was like, Holy, this is what I've married into. Like this type of, of food and culinary skills. I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, it's a baked pineapple cheese ritz cracker glory Mm. uh it's awesome but uh i wanted to ask the side question is is pine anything with pineapple considered dessert
2: no 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 although it's delicious though okay Um, because i
3: i I like pineapple on pizza oh yeah like ham and pineapple and and i i mean that's furthest from dessert you can get
1: yeah i guess that's fair I guess that's fair, and uh, I'll, I'll see if I can uh, at least get you some of it, Hayden, this oh, year. Uh,
2: you better. So
1: that I'll, way you I'll, can attest to I have to-go
2: to boxes in the house. I will give you one to take with you, and you can bring me some.
1: Well, you know how I'm not I'm not skilled in the kitchen, so I, I'm not going to make it, but maybe I can get you a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're good. So, <clears throat> Didn't you have mashed potatoes,
2: Hayden? no i did not i had cheesy potato casserole then it
1: was tyler you had mashed potatoes correct yeah so so yeah three of the four of us had mashed potatoes on there i don't think that anything else was as common as mashed potatoes so um i'm glad i made the stance that i did and you my friend
0: you blew it (laughs) like
2: what am i gonna say
1: Um, Okay, so um, before we move on, I wanted to quickly uh, just run through our bets for last week, uh, get everyone up to speed with our records, um, and then we'll we'll just get through that now so that way we don't have to worry about it in Segment 3. We can kind of go in-depth since there's four of us making picks this week, and it'll give us time to get through that in Segment 3. So um, last week, I went 3-2 and uh, for the sixth time out of nine weeks this year. I'm not bragging or anything, but, you know, I've won three games uh, seven out of the nine weeks. I've had one bad week and then one uh, where I feel like I got screwed on the last play of a game. But 24-20-1 and one over the nine weeks, running 55%. The games I won on were Tennessee minus 5.5 versus Chicago. I feel like that was that was a gift. The fact that the line wasn't set at a touchdown or more I felt was just, like, a gift. So um, Tennessee didn't get there until late in the third quarter because Chicago's defense was actually a little bit effective. Um, but once they got there, they didn't look back. I didn't really worry about that game at all. It is Nick Foles. I don't believe in Nick Foles. I think he's a joke. Um, <laughs> Easiest like,
0: play of the entire weekend, Saturday or Sunday. It,
1: it really, it really is. So, so I, I took that one. I, I felt like that one was easy. I, this one was embarrassing because I don't know what the hell I was thinking when I took it. Maybe, I, I think I fell victim to the same thing that happened to you, Jared. I gave, for some some reason, I gave Detroit some kind of credit. And I took Detroit plus four at Minnesota. I think instead of giving Detroit credit, I was thinking how bad I know Kirk Cousins can play. And I just was assuming it would be one of those games for him. I've been wrong twice about that this year, so I'm done picking against Minnesota. Um, Minnesota just just ran away with it. Uh, They're not relying on Kirk Cousins to do much because Dalvin Cook is running for over 200 yards a week, uh, and he's such a stud. So I'm going to stay away from Detroit for the rest of the season because they are a bad, bad football team. My third game was a win. The Giants and Washington over 42. I told you all that I took it because it was a low number. I won it because it was a low number. The, The total finished at 43, so I'm glad that I got it early and I didn't wait until kickoff when it was 43 or 43 and a half. Um, Atlanta over Denver. I had Atlanta minus 3.5 over the Broncos. The Broncos are just terrible, and Atlanta's offense is really good. I told you guys two weeks ago I thought that Atlanta was figuring some stuff out. They started out terrible. I think that had chemistry written all over it with all the talent on that roster. Their offense is very high-powered, so they are going to score. And it's a matter of if their defense can get enough stops. They're the type of team, if they have the ball last, I feel like they're going to win, um, and Denver was bad. So 3.5 was was a very low number, and they covered it easily. And then my la- my loss was in something where I was completely wrong. I said that Baltimore and Indy was not going to be a defensive struggle. It ended up being a defensive struggle. Uh, final was 24-10, to 10, so 34 points. I had the over 46.5. I just – Phillip Rivers is – an enigma to me like the guy can can throw for 350 and four touchdowns one out of every four games it's just a matter of is he going to do it the second game the third the first but um that was that was one of the games for him to be off instead of him be able to to light it up so he was it was way under and i was way off on that but finished three and two on the week Hayden, you had an exciting little Sunday because you picked all of your games. I remember I thought it was hilarious. All of your games were 1 o'clock games, and you picked all home teams. All home teams. So those were your two qualifiers, and your (laughs) only two qualifiers. And what happened?
2: Oh, my God. So uh, you kind of already talked about the Atlanta Falcons game. I did have that. So first of all, I put all five of my bets on a – parlay this week. Uh-huh. A full $25. It was going to pay out $660. I was real excited. Ballsy.
1: You will never get this. You will never get this. La
2: la la la. Balls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh first weekend, all right. So, I had the Falcons in there. Of course, they covered. Uh, they just absolutely smashed them. But again, they had two of their like main defensive players out that week, so that yeah. was kind of a they just like went at them. Um then I also had the Titans game as well. That was getting to be a close game uh, there for a little bit, but, then the, but I had it at minus 5.5, so they did cover, uh, so there was check number two. I Then I also had the Minnesota Vikings game. Yeah, um, we talked
1: about that on the episode where I had Detroit, you had Minnesota, and it was like, well, both of us can't go 5-0. Oh.
2: I literally stopped watching that game. Um, it was that bad. But when it came down to it, though, the game that mattered for me on my fifth game uh, of my parlay was the, uh, the Chiefs game. They were supposed to cover by ten and a half. And so I was, like, depressed because, the, you know, all of my teams were looking good. All, all you know, because I had all five at the same time, like you said, at one o'clock. So everybody was looking good. Everybody was covering. Um, you know, there was a little hinky, you know, here or there. Uh, but then it all started to come through by the fourth quarter where I was like, oh, yeah, I've got this in the bag on all four of these. Those are done. And then the Kansas City game was still going. And they ends up getting to, in the fourth quarter, they were up by nine. And then the Panthers get the ball back. And all we needed, it was I think there was like something like four or five minutes left in the game. And all we needed was for them to please just stop the ball and get them to punt, whatever. And no, uh, they get them even to a fourth down. And the Panthers go for it on a 14 yard fourth and down and get it and they end up scoring on <laughs> that drive. Yeah. Putting the game within th- like three points. And then a little bit of defense, defense. And At then the that game point, you're ten and ten and a half yeah, is. I just was like, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. But it was so close. If they could have just got the ball back instead of letting them get it on that fourth down, and just get within field goal range, it was done. I won six hundred whatever dollars. Yeah, four and, uh, and
1: one on your second, on your mm. first week of actual live bets. Like that's that's incredible, man. It was exciting. Yeah, don't let
0: don't let a, don't let a parlay popper get you discouraged. Sure, did you cash? No, eighty percent. That's going to get you 36th floor out in the desert. Like, again, parlays are sucker bets for a reason.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just. I went big because it was my first weekend of putting money in. Oh, no. Hey,
0: dude, I get it. Are you kidding me? Why tow the water when you can cannonball in? Yeah, man. You know? (laughs) Yeah. There's a reason. Well, I mean, let's see. uh, Quick math. uh, Vegas is probably scoring 30 cents every time a parlay is made. So that's why they get to build some of those buildings they do out there.
3: Parlays are sweet
0: when they hit. But the second that you color outside the lines because somebody doesn't step out of bounds in college football, before I mean, it just it's incredible some of the things that can happen. Don't let an eighty percent weekend bust into the balls because somebody failed to convert on third, fourth down in the third quarter, up sixteen with four minutes to go because the simulations didn't play out. That's right. still a hell of a weekend.
1: Right, it, it yeah. is.
2: It was so exciting though.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get into the parlay talk. But I had uh, I put together a little money line and a couple of over parlay 10 Tyler 10 team parlay I hit 9 of them
0: you look- Christmas my, is around the corner so I can understand
1: why you did it that way. I hit 9 yeah. of them and the and I'm a Buffalo Bills fan and the one that I missed was the Bills Seattle. For some reason I like got dyslexic and I took under instead of over. And, and uh, that was that the was one. The only that was one I my
2: missed. fifth game I didn't even mention it in my uh, in my five there. That was the other one that I got right because I picked the over on that game.
1: I was like I'm just going to throw this in there. It was like it was like $3 or something that I wagered to win like 1500. Dude, they, they scored 7
2: points that game yeah 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 i I know that's what i mean like i thought over 54 was high i was like you know i think they're gonna hit over it but i'm gonna get lucky if they do not
1: with not with seattle involved jared go ahead what do you got then we'll get to break yeah
3: so yeah like we talked about earlier i i uh i Famously, made the comment last week that I would never have a one in four week. Mm. Wade said, oh, Jar- Jared's just one one in four week uh, from kind of being on an even playing field. So I did make that comment. However, I did preface it by saying I didn't like the board last week. Oh, that's so I kind of gave, gave myself a little bit of, a, of an excuse, but I had um, I also was on Seattle minus two and a half at Buffalo, lost that one. Um, I bet again, I went against my Miami Dolphins. I, w- I was four and0 on them betting all, all year because I feel like I know them really well. I just thought that Kyler, like we weren't going to be able to contain Kyler Murray, which we really weren't able to. Um, I just did not see us being able to move the ball and you know we, we didn't know what TuA was really going to look like. And he was really impressive. Some of the throws he was making and um, a couple of those runs that he had. So while I I lost the bet on that, I was super excited for the future of the Dolphins. So um, he looks good.
0: so here's, yeah, here's, also, so wait, we have a Dolphins fan, a Bills fan, and I'm a Are you guys about to tell me that? Do we have every fan base of the AFC East on this podcast or something?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> Hayden Hayden will make all of his picks that are anti-Patriot. So, I mean, I guess yeah, that's it's pretty much yeah. where I, I where You know I what?
0: Hey, man. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, five degrees. We got to tie up somehow, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm sitting here putting the pieces together, putting this lineup together, and I'm like, Wait a second. Why the hell do I have Edelman, James White, and Brady all on my team at the same time? So yeah. sometimes you got to break it down a little bit.
1: That's true. Yeah, and when I told Jared you were a Jets fan, and we kind of had a joke about the the AFC East thing. Yeah, for it, sure.
3: Yeah. Well, and I, like and so, next year, Josh Allen, Tua, Tyler, or uh, uh, Lawrence. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, oh, Clemson. Fer- Clemson. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor, gosh, I was uh, we we're interviewing Tyler. I was getting them all mixed up. So yeah, yeah. Lawrence uh, in the AFC East next year. So could be quite a quite a division for, and for years when moving Garoppolo forward. But if Jimmy gets
0: released by the Niners and he signs with the Patriots again, then we can have just a dandy little tea party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen, I'm, uh, I
1: hope Jimmy Garoppolo goes there. He's not that ever. He's not whatever anybody thinks he is. If Kyle Shanahan can't do with him, then then nobody can.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I also had Miami, Arizona under 48. I didn't see the total getting that because I had eh, two teams that can play a little bit of defense, but um, I was way off on that. Uh, I did hit Green Bay minus six at San Francisco. San Fran had a bunch of injuries and, and Green Bay was, was due. And then I took Houston minus. I, I didn't like this pick. I, I don't know why I bet on Houston, but Uh, Jacksonville had that backup quarterback that I'd never heard of before in my Luton or whatever his name was. Yeah, I thought it
1: was – what was his – who did I think it was?
3: Not Luton Uh, or You thought it was Glennon. You thought it was Matt Glennon.
1: Mike Glennon. I thought it was Mike Glennon. I don't even know who the hell this guy is either.
3: Yeah, and he came out and balled a little bit. Yeah, man. So, yeah, not not a great showing for me last week. Hoping to rebound this week.
1: Perfect. We'll get to that in, in segment three, but um, I, I felt good. Yeah. So you're what? 21, 18 and one, if I remember right. Yep. We, yeah, we had yep. this, that's the exact same record I had after eight weeks. So I think it's crazy how that works out because you and I have done completely different week to week. We've talked about how betting can be very cyclical. Our man Ivans is on a 15-4-1 heater right now, so nice. the man is just doing things, cashing. Um, if we
0: did this podcast two weeks from now, when i am 014 and 6 I'm glad we're doing it now so the credit can at least be put on record. <laughs> Listen, Some people think I'm full of shit, but yeah, it's, on if it's the, out there on Twitter, you can find it. <laughs> it's, it's, in the,
1: it's in the Twitterverse. We've now got it forever, so, and I mean... You know our listeners are a very loyal bunch so they're going to make sure that people know it um, but we want them to know a bunch of other things about you too other than the heater that you're on so we'll get to that yeah. in our next segment talk all about Tyler's life his dirty secrets and anything else that he uh, might be embarrassed for people to know so join us on the other side We're into the time Where we get to have Some fun with Mr. Tyler Uh, We get to know Like I said A little bit more About him Um, I gave uh, him In the introduction I mentioned how He's the host um, of the Monday through Friday morning drive show 6 to 9 a.m. here in Knoxville on the station that is the flagship cover of the Tennessee Vols. So that, that means that they, they talk not exclusively about Tennessee, but they have a lot of insider guests that they have on and um, affiliation with the university to where they're, they're able to have a lot of that type of, of an angle that no one else can get. and It's, it's really awesome to listen to. Uh, he and his co-host Will West have a lot of fun on their show. They play a lot of games that are a lot of fun. Uh, to listen to interactive with their guests and all that but uh, i'm sure that that's all stuff that you talk about all the time tyler you know the the covid life and what's it like and all this year and and how that's changed radio and if you weren't doing radio what would you be doing and and all of those types of things Um, but we don't we we don't want to talk about that what what we want to talk about is is some other stuff i mentioned i am curious on on some things like would you rather be able to run fast or fly um so let's get into a little bit though about about you um so so that our listeners that maybe you know like jared they they live in kansas um and they don't know they don't know you they don't know your story um you grew up here um have you always been a vol fan i
0: have uh uh, two separate uh come from a divorced family uh but Both sides of the family are still season ticket holders to this day. So yeah, you uh,
1: runs deep. It's kind
0: of hard not being a Tennessee fan growing up in East Tennessee.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, that's 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 what I learned. One of the main things I learned when I first moved here in 2002 was was about SEC and and Tennessee and history and all of that. But um, so, where did your love of New York sports come from? Because aren't you a Mets fan as well as a Jets?
0: I am. Um, so it kind of came together with shortly after my where my parents met. It, they they have a love story that stretches. My mother, um, she comes from a, a military family where they, they moved around a lot. So she was actually living in Alaska before they moved to Tennessee. Um, my dad has family, extended family from the New York area. and He was here in Tennessee as well. So my old man's bartending on the street. Trip. My mother goes to go pick up one of her sorority sisters who's hammered at the bar. Next thing you know, it helps her out to the car. Give me your phone number. My mom obliges. Five years later, I come out of a womb crying like a beautiful baby boy. There you go. And it just that's how there, I'm going to tell
1: my kids that it happens right there. That's exactly <laughs> how you should that's exactly
0: yeah. You uh I have uh, I have a grandfather who is in the boxing hall of fame, and he spent a lot of time in New York as well. So it kind of tied in together whenever those families came together in marriage and my love of sports kind of started manifesting at a young age. It was just, you know, I could either watch who's on television, like so many people our age or around our age would do, or you kind of get brought up in a fandom that you were born into. So, I kind of didn't have a choice. I mean, a lot of the, Hey, what is your, you know, Oh, I just got out of the bathtub. I'm a four year old. What shirt am I going to put on? Okay, oh, yeah. cool. It's got this guy with a baseball head on this. What's his name? Dad, Mr. Matt, this guy's kind of cool. Yeah, let's do it. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, what you are, you know, Your family kind of, you know, you're visiting different locations when the team's playing, and then that's when the fandom takes over, and then that's where you are when you're 34 years of age.
1: That's really fair. I've done the exact same thing to my son. I've forced the Atlanta Braves fandom onto him, and it's gotten to the point where it's taken over. Um, Them having a good season this year, and Freddie having an MVP-level season this year, Um, Acuna being the star that he is, and just the amount of fun that you can right. have watching a Braves game, um, it's crazy how much how fun they are to watch. Um, my son at five is is a life now going to be a lifelong fan, but uh, I I totally see that. would I, I totally see that side of it, how it can be introduced to you as a kid, and then you have a natural love of sports, and then well, boom, this is the team that I have to like, so I'm, I'm going right. to like them. I don't have any problem with it, so I, I could see that. Okay, so you you do radio. Um, you've obviously been doing it for a long time, and yeah. um, I know that you came back to Knoxville. So where were you – what were your stops in between, like, when you got your start in radio um, to come yeah. back to Knoxville?
0: So it's crazy because I, I think so many people have misinterpretations about kind of how media, television, and the radio world works. And, and then very quickly, when you get into the industry, if it's something that sticks, if it's something that's in your bones, you quickly kind of get brought up to speed. Um, so I'm in college, I'm attending Tennessee, and I just say, I, I want to be on the radio. I had always wanted to do television or radio at a very young age. Believe it or not, a lot of kids don't know what they want to do. They want to be a doctor, a ballerina, a chef, a ball player. Sure. I knew what I wanted to do, I knew I wanted to be in television or radio. Unfortunately, You know, I I don't have a pearly white smile. I don't have the looks, the physical traits, these chiseled jaw lines, and these perfect square shoulders and long legs that that can, and obviously talent comes with it, but you have to have the look as well. And I just didn't have that. So I knew because of my personality, which I've always had this personality, I've I just, I'm, I'm, this is kind of who I've been my entire life. I don't, you know, I don't kind of hide it. I'm not one way on the air. And then once the on air light goes silent or goes dark, that I just stop. Um, so believe it or not, I actually got started at a rhythmic radio station here in Knoxville at, at, at a station called Hot 104.5. Hot and
1: 104.5. Were you yeah. like with DJ Eric B?
0: No, I was <laughs> not DJ Eric B. I went by the name of T the ROP.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, and it stood for Tyler, <laughs> the reflection of perfection. Oh, that's like, so it was fair. the most. it was the most, like, arrogance. like, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, listen. you're just like, this is the coolest thing in the so world, what, and then you look back at it, you're like, God, that was so awful.
1: What years was that?
0: 2000, God, what are we talking about now? I, I left Central in four, I got hired there in college, so you're probably to, looking I heard at you like on the six radio. through 11 I heard Six you on 10. the radio.
1: Yeah, I heard you. T, T to the ROP. I, that, yeah, yeah. that struck a chord with me. Like, I was like, wait a second. That's in my head somewhere. Yeah, okay. I, I've, so, I've heard that before. That is hilarious. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, so we, we, in radio, look, when it's all said and done, it's all about the paper that you get from the college you attend. And that's huge. It's a big deal. I would also say to that point, who you know and how many hours you have behind a microphone, behind a board, that is just as important. Yeah. And I reached a point in time where I had this one dream and I come from a very motivating family. I was, growing up, I was reading Zig Ziglar books. I was reading Wayne Dyer books. Like I've always been a very self-motivator. I just, I, I, I can't stand to be around negative people. I always try to find the 51% out of everything. And it's just kind of in my mentality. And it's just kind of how I drive myself every day. So I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I couldn't just walk across the street to the flagship station and just go, hey, I know I'm as good as everybody in this building right now. Give me a job. I wasn't as good as everybody in that building. But everybody at my age thinks they are, and they, they, don't, they think that they should get rushed to the top. Every kid in minor league baseball thinks they should be starting on the mound at, at, at Turner Field or you know Truist Park, Yankee Stadium. They all think they're ready. So I just remembered at that point in time, after I had gone through my licks, my bumps, and I had just kind of scratched the surface – um, I remember I just, I, I went to the person who I worked with and I just simply said, this, something's got to change. So randomly I, uh, I hired an agent making little to no money. And he said, Do you have any experience in sports? And I said, none whatsoever. I went into a production studio, had two of my friends call the back line. And then I pre-recorded a sports show on how I thought it needed to sound. And then I set out a demo, and I got bites from three cities. And those three cities were Salem, Oregon, Flagstaff, Arizona, and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I flew out for an interview in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and they offered me a job in music radio again. And the only reason why I took this interview was because they had an ESPN affiliate out there. And the whole time, he's trying to interview me to do a night top 40 jock position. And the questions I have to ask them are all about the sports side of things.
1: Like a Rick Dees in the weekly top 40? Mm. <laughs> oh, dude, it's
0: crazy because so many people in our industry, if you sit down and talk to them and like have them go back and tell them where their career began, I guarantee you it started in music. If you can do music-formatted radio, you can do talk radio. It's just very difficult mm. for somebody to be able to do both because pacing, timing, there's so many things I'm not even going to bore you. So I remember I took this job in Iowa and I had a gut check moment to kind of speed the story up. I, I went out there with a girl who I was dating, girl I was dating for a very long time. It just didn't work out between her and I. So she ends up leaving and I'm living in a uh, town home in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I'm only making about $900 a paycheck and the rent's like 1200 bucks. And there came a point in time where I have lived in Iowa, it's snowing. I've been there 10 months. I'm not around my family. I'm not around my friends. And I didn't even have enough food. I didn't have enough money in my account to feed myself. So I literally looked at my gold retriever, Murphy, who is actually sitting beside me right now on this couch. And I had a decision to make because I had $7 in my checking account. I either went across the street to the gas station uh, which is it's called Casey's. Midwest people know yep. if you know Casey's. Pizza. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep. Grew up yeah. Casey's, it. Casey's. Piece of God, I lived off that stuff. Yeah. So I walked across the street to Casey's, and with the seven dollars I had in my account, I bought my dog like some canned pedigree. And for the next two days until payday, I ate toothpaste sandwiches—two pieces of bread with Colgate in the middle of
2: it—and
0: mm. that was the moment in time. I said to myself, "I'm broke right now." And I'm chasing a dream where I don't know if this is going to work out. But damn it, we're going to find out. And we're going to ride this thing out. I'll be darned if it really, he had, you know, they, yes, I put the work in. But there was one guy who was my co-host out with ESPN in Iowa. We literally just shared a wall. Like we never interacted with each other. But I'm doing music radio, getting ready to come back to Knoxville with my tail tucked in between my legs. The guy who would later become my co-host for five years at ESPN, his co-host left to do a University of Iowa job. And they had all these candidates that were filling out the position because they want to be the next thing in sports talk radio. And he turned to the management and goes, what about that Tyler guy who does nights on the other side of the hallway? When we talk sports, he knows what he's doing. And for five years, they let a raw, young, inexperienced radio kid in talk Kind of horn his craft, find out what the yays and nays, what to do, not to do, how to establish contacts, and how to make a tight, professional, entertaining show. And boys, I just thought from there, it was like, okay, maybe I'll go to Des Moines next. Maybe I'll go to, I had jobs with BYU and Provo. I interviewed to do jobs from Boise State up in Idaho. There were different programs I had reached out, like, come to our flagship. Come, keep coming west. Keep coming west. And next thing you know, it it was kind of like one of those surreal, like, kind of like it only happens in a movie moment thing.
3: I was actually getting ready to
0: buy a house in Iowa. I was walking through a house in Iowa, getting ready to buy it because I had just signed a contract extension. But I had a clause. I had a 10-day clause where I could get out of it. And I got a call. and They were like, you're not going to believe this, but WNML wants your stuff. It was like February 24th, 2017. And I thought my agent was screwing with me. I was like, get the hell out of here. He's like, don't hang up on me. I'm being dud serious. And the next thing you know, wow. April 17th, I'm back in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I'm like, is this really happening? Man. This can't be real. And it, I just, I'm blessed every day, man. I, yeah. I, have a disab- wow. I have a disabled sister who I'm very, very close to. It. And it's so funny, you guys. We, we, we talked about Thanksgiving stuff at the beginning of the program. Because there were the two moments where I was just like, first it was, I ran out of money in my checking account. And I was like, am I going to be able to make it in this industry? Because this isn't paying the bills. The second time, believe it or not, I was actually getting ready. It was a Thanksgiving. Iowa was playing Nebraska the next day in Lincoln, the Black Friday game. And oh, yeah. I sitting there in my town, host, town, town home, There's snow everywhere. I bought a rotisserie chicken from Walmart. That was my Thanksgiving dinner. My sister, who has cerebral palsy, she's been disabled since birth sits the iPhone up on the gravy dish on FaceTime so I can be a part of the family blessing. And she gets about 14, 15 seconds into the blessing. And she goes, and God, I just want to be, say, I'm thankful for my brother. And she starts crying and says, because I know he can't be here for Thanksgiving, but he's out there chasing a dream and I love him. And I hung up the phone and bawled and said, damn it, I don't care what it takes I may never be able to work in Knoxville. I may, I may never be able to work in a, you know, a, a top 50 market, top 40 market, which we all strive for in this industry. But I'm going to get damn close. And there's not going to be a damn person who's going to stop me. And I'll fight you if you do. And wouldn't I know it that less than 90 days later, 90 days later, it kind of just came together. And I'm like, this, this doesn't happen to people like me. This, ha- this happens in movies. You pay $13 on a popcorn to see this.
1: Man, it's, that is that well, is that is a that yeah. is a wow right there, I, I, and it takes takes my next like two questions, you know, follow up that I was going to ask about what's it like getting the call, and I mean, you went into um, great detail. Th- thank you for letting us in like that because I mean, yeah, that right. is a, that is very much a wow kind of a situation, you know, it's, where you just you you almost. Feel like you lose hope, and then you're rewarded for your um, staying consistent, and you're being able to get through adversity, and you know just grind it out. Like those are awesome stories to hear.
0: How how many of you guys are are parents?
3: All of us. All of us. All of us. Yeah.
0: You You would do anything for your children to make sure that they, you know, can have whatever they wanted. You 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 made that your number one priority from the day you found out that your significant other was pregnant. And then now you're exceeding and being just model parents to your kids. I made a decision very, very, very young that if this is what I wanted to do. I had to put a lot of those things on hold. You know, I I couldn't just keep bringing, you know, significant others with me. They had to have a life too. I wasn't going to see a lot of my friends. I wasn't gonna see a lot of graduations. I wasn't gonna be able to attend a lot of weddings because football season and sports seasons, they just keep me on the road. And you guys would do whatever it takes to protect your children. You would do whatever Mm -hmm. it takes to provide for your family. And you have a passion inside you that just says, I'll fight the room if I have to. People need to start having more of that mentality when it comes to everyday things. If you want something bad enough, damn it, fight for it. And whoever stands in your way, knock them out, but buy them a beer when you come back around on the other side. (laughs) People need to understand, if you want something bad enough, you can have it, but how hard are you going to fight to get
1: it? Yeah, uh, it's it's funny that you wow. say it that way because it is. And wh- how hard are you going to fight? But also, what are you going to give up to get what you want? Um, because you, you very very rarely get without giving uh, when yeah. it comes to you chasing your dreams. So, <clears throat> man, what a what a testimony that you just gave wow. us there about you know being being persistent and and not not giving up when. Um, Things aren't going your way because they very sure. rarely go your way. But everyone that works hard um, like that and has a story similar to that has to catch a break somewhere from someone um, noticing their grind. Um, so yeah. it's it's incredible that you were able to come home um, and now you've got such an such an awesome spot with a great host. I'm sure your guys' ratings are are very very good because you have a lot of fun on the air. So I'm sure it's going to be a nice long career for you there. So, um, I, I love that you're here in Knoxville, um, Jared. Do you have any anything about the radio before I move on to something else?
3: No, no I just I, I appreciate the insight and the story, and it's kind of funny because I've been listening to sports talk. I'm I'm late 30s, and I've always sure. enjoyed enjoyed sports talk in our area here in Kansas City, and it's kind of funny. I mean, obviously, Kansas City's not a huge market, but Around the time I started listening to talk, um, we had uh, D.A., Damon Amendolarif, if you know him. And, fantastic uh, guy, fantastic yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he started here. Well, he I don't know where he started, started, but he was on the radio here in Kansas City, and then he right. left. And, and and then he's replaced by these guy, this guy I'm listening to, and I'm like, wow, this guy's good. He works his ass off. He's going to be something. Well, that guy turned out to be Nick Wright who moved on to Houston and then, you know, and then, um, and then they, and then he was replaced by, and I think a lot of these guys were friends or, and went to Syracuse and, and, uh, uh, Danny Parkins and Carrington had, um, a show called the drive here in Kansas city and they were two young guys and they were going up against Kevin Keatsman who'd been here forever. He's Um, a Yeah. Yeah, in, in that afternoon slot, and they they took over as, like, the best yeah. ratings in the city. Um, and, and I guess where I'm going with that is I feel like with, like with your story and, and kind of, you know, you follow these guys, and you feel like you know them. I mean, with, with social media and with talk radio, I'm listening to these guys every day on my way home from work. You feel like yeah. you know them. You're following. You're interacting with them. I would just say the common themes is like you said, these guys have all worked hard and busted their ass and they're not going to take no for an answer. And I also feel like another common theme is that um, good people, you know, I, I still feel like there's a lot of, of uh, you know, management and personnel that are out there that recognize people who work hard and that are also really good selfless people. So uh, that's that kind of what I what I took from that. And I'd really appreciate you sharing your, your story with us.
0: It's, it's something where it's something where the the job's never done. The job's never finished. You're you're always kind of waking up the next day, asking yourself. And if you, if you're lucky enough to work with somebody and, and look, all the credit also has to go to will as well. I am very blessed that every morning, I can wake up and whether we're not seeing each other right now because of COVID or we do see each other in that building, in that studio, and you can just look at a guy and go, this guy's got my back.
3: We may not agree on
0: everything, and that makes for great radio, but I know the guy that I'm talking to and I know the audience that we're talking to, this guy knows what he's talking about. And I know that this guy is going to be able to have a conversation with me that's going to be able to expand on so many different topics and just – you want to get into the industry, and not everybody has this benefit. Not everybody has a chance mm-hmm. to be able to work with somebody who puts in the, the same amount of effort that they do. But when you look across the table at somebody or you share a platform with somebody like I do with Will, I go back to that same phrase I said when you guys first asked the question. This industry is for people who they have radio in their bones. You want to be a mm-hmm. shock jock? You just want to skim ESPN.com and then go on the air and be like, I think I know what I'm talking about, and I'm going to say the most random garbage in the world and hope the yeah. telephone rings. People can people can call you out immediately on that because sports fans are passionate. Sports fans, they keep receipts. Yep. I, I kind of mm. knew what I was getting myself into coming back to Knoxville. I grew up in this area. People knew who I am. People knew my family. People know what I did through elementary middle school. They knew everything about me. My friends are here. My family. There was an expectation when I came back, and when I don't do well on the air, people always remember the things that you don't do well. Oh, I yeah. can do, guys. We're gonna talk gambling. I can do ninety-nine picks in a row, but you better damn be. You, you better damn know that somebody's gonna remind you two years from now. Hey, killer Akron pick two nights ago. Yeah, it's like you guys go, go zips, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's how it always works. It's a whole lot easier for them to remember yeah. the negative than it is the good. You know, it's I I was that kind of way with a po- as a poker player. Like I could right. I, I can't tell you the hands that I won, like what I had. Like I can tell you the best hand I've oh. ever had, but I can tell you every oh. single gut wrenching loss that I'd taken as a poker <laughs> player and what loss that what cards I had. So my brain kind of works like I guess a little similarly.
0: You guys want to talk gambling? Because I feel like we've talked so much about me that... Absolutely. Like, well, I want the, to talk...
1: Yeah, listen, this is our segment to get to know you. We'll get to gambling and here in just a second. I've got okay. one question um, that I've got a level set because we're all barbecue guys. Um, and, no, we're all, and we're all whiskey guys. So yeah. um, I'm going to ask you the whiskey question in a... Um, in a way that you are familiar with. So, okay. um, as but first, any whiskey drinking Tennessean knows whether they drink it or not that Jack Daniel's is the world's number one selling whiskey. So it is something that a lot of people are proud about. But a lot of people that I have met over the years that yeah. grew up here don't drink it. That drink whiskey don't prefer Jack. They prefer other things. Sure. So um, I'm going to give it to you in this way: start bench cut. Boy. Woodford Reserve, Maker's Mark, Jameson.
0: You start Woodford, and Double Oak is one of my favorites. If it's not in my bar at my house, mm. I want to find out who the last person was that was in my house because I stole it because it's always <laughs> in my house. I'm going to bench Jameson, and I'm going to cut Maker's Mark, and this it's not. It's a shame because you essentially just pick three three just delicious, delicious beverages. Somebody has to get the cut though, and I only put Maker's Mark up there because. I just I, – my family, I, I go back to the whole divorced family New York thing. One family member, huge on Woodford Reserve. The other one, huge on Jameson. So whenever it came time to, oh, Tyler's graduating high school or is in college. He's a man now. He can have a family beverage around the fire. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Guess what I was getting served? One of the starts of the benches there. So Maker's Mark didn't come around till the end, and we go back to traditional. People who love Detroit football on Thanksgiving, how dare I knock you but then sit there and say <laughs> – you better believe I'm going to have Jameson or Woodford reserve. Yeah. It kind of just kind of mm-hmm. comes with the scenario.
1: Got it. Got it. Well, that, I think that is the correct answer is, is
2: I, the, I support that answer. Woodford yeah. reserve for sure. Yeah. Woodford, right.
1: <clears throat> Woodford's the kind of one where it's a crime. If you try to mix it with anything. Yes. You know, so, um, okay. That you answered that correctly. And then my second question, um, what's the best place to get barbecue here in Knoxville? Uh,
0: you know what? That's a really good question. See, because some people, they automatically say Calhoun's because because it's kind of a staple. But it's just like once you've had Calhoun's for so long, it's like, you know what? Let me change it up a little bit. Sweet Peas, I think, does a like fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic. Underrated.
1: Brisket. Underrated.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's that. I think Dead End Barbecue does a nice Ooh, job. It depends exactly it what it is you're looking for. But there is one place. And I'm biased because it's in my neck of the woods. Anybody who listens to my, you know, people close to me and my small group of friends, they get on to me. Because they think sometimes I give away too much on the air. That I need to have a private life. I, I just don't have any privacy. I'll mention all the time. Hey, you know, when I get off at Cedar Bluff Road, because I live off Cedar Bluff Road. I think people know if they shop, grocery shop, you're going to often see me. Right. There's a place called Eminem Barbecue right off of Middlebrook and Cedar Bluff. Mm. If you get a chance, Google it. You can smell it. You can smell the barbecue from the Kroger at the top of the hill. From the Cedar Bluff, Middlebrook. It is fantastic. Mmm. It has weird hours, weird hours, so make sure you check the hours of operation before you head to this side of town. Eminem Barbecue is fantastic.
1: Eminem Barbecue. I remember that when I lived on that side of town. You, have sure. you ever had it before, Hayden? Uh,
2: I, I feel like we grabbed it takeout take out once, but it was years back. But I know what he's talking about.
1: Got it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that I've ever had it dead end barbecue is, is my, is that what I always I tell at. people. I mean, obviously Calhoun's, um, Jared's come in town to visit, um, multiple times and we've gone to Calhoun. So he's had their ribs. They're pretty good. Sure. Um, but yep. I, I say, give me dead end. Um, that's where I'm taking you next time you come in. So.
0: Um, you won't be disappointed. Fantastic owners, fantastic food. They're, they're just, they're, and that's not me being politically correct radio guy if you think if, if your place isn't good i'm not going to go to your place right but if your place is great right. you're going to get daps for it they get daps for it
1: perfect all right so with all of our guests that we're going to have on on the show we want to end with a rapid fire type um either or <clears throat> um question scenario so i'll just i'll shoot them at you you can give me an answer we'll move on to the next one you ready all right yeah let's do it pie or cake? Uh, pie. Would you rather have a dog with a cat's personality or a cat with a dog's personality?
0: Cat with a dog's personality.
1: Good choice. 80s or 90s Joel?
0: Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you got Wait. Oh. 80s Joel. 80s Joel.
1: There it is. <laughs> <laughs> not at the Catalina that's Wine so Mixer. That's so
0: not, man. That's, that's horse shit. All right, go ahead.
1: Uh, Will Ferrell or Steve Carell?
0: Oh, Will Pharrell. He could uh, Will Pharrell can read the Ferrell can read the damn waffle house menu to me and I'd piss my pants. <laughs>
1: yeah. Alright, parlay or teaser. Ooh.
0: Get dangerous, parlay. There I don't like I mean, Look, it, it, they they both cash. But I piss in the wind a little piss in the wind a little bit and see if it hits you. Parlay.
1: Yeah, let's go parlay. Um when you're in your car, music or podcasts? Music. Aliens or ghosts. <sighs>
0: Ugh, I don't want to run into either of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Halloween, so Salsa ghosts.
1: Bushwhackers or the Legion of Doom?
0: Son of a... Uh, Legion of Doom might be one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Bushwhackers, the gimmick's great. Legion of Doom, though, man. Chicago, Illinois, they just... They actually were the first people that... You know, people were like, the Undertaker scared me. Hell no. First time I heard, what a rush. I was like, who the hell are these guys? <laughs> oh yeah so legion of doom
1: that's the correct answer um thor yeah. or iron man uh
0: playboy robert downey jr tony stark i'm a mets fan Tommy john surgery noah synagogue thor uh i'll go playboy downey jr because i like their i like those movies more but the mets fan he me wants to say Thor.
1: hayden what about you Thor?
2: wow um the breakdown was so specific on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think I would still go with Iron Man. Yeah. Although I would love to be a, a you know a, a god, god. Yeah, I mean like cool. Uh, Iron Man's still pretty badass.
1: Got it. Yeah. Tyler, is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: See, Will would say it is. Mm. I would say it is bread folded sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is.
1: Mm. I think we've made that mm. stance before, too. It mm, yes. is a sandwich, in fact. Um, so a steak, rare or medium rare? Rare. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Would you rather have more time or more money?
0: Oh, more time.
1: Would you rather be able to talk your way out of any situation or punch your way out of any situation?
0: See, this is the problem with me. Coming from a boxing family, mm. uh, this is probably mm. the number one thing i got to work on i swing and then ask questions later i ask for forgiveness before permission mm-hmm. Ugh, I, de- I need to talk my way i need to be able to sit down have a conversation with somebody uh i kind of grew up from the that guy might be seven feet tall but you better get the first punch in and i'm like let's get it
3: <laughs> I, can,
1: I can respect that all right in the final one yeah. um this is my favorite to, to end on would you rather eat shit that tasted like chocolate or chocolate that tasted like shit
0: Shit that tasted like chocolate. I mean, at least yeah. you know, it's pleasant. <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I was totally losted I mean, on that one. Uh, Do you know how to. many first dates I've gone on? And they're like, "My mother's an amazing cook." I'm like, "I'm really awkward that I'm meeting your parents on the first date." But let's get into it. And the food's dog shit. And you're just like, "Mrs. R, this is fantastic." Now I'm quickly never going to call your daughter back again because your spaghetti meatballs are garbage.
1: I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. I, I I'm the same way. Hayden chose to eat chocolate that tasted like shit. And I I mean, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast?
2: I, I mean just e. coli. that's all I thought, you know, like the
1: germs
0: germs. you gotta be careful.
1: Yeah, all right. All right. well, all right, let's let's take one more break and then we're gonna uh, come back. We're gonna give you our picks um, where you can win all your money. Tyler, actually, like we mentioned, he's on that heater. So you're, this week you're gonna get some picks from Mr. Ivans as well. Uh, let's we'll, get it. we'll break those down for you um, right on the other side. all right here are our final segment of the show this is where this is the money making segment this is where we get into just releasing all of our free winners or um yep. in in jared's case um the one and four debacle do
0: you want to go to war Malaki?
1: jared i'm sorry i i had to <laughs> um, come on you man forgi- forgive me i'm sorry dude you guaranteed it wouldn't happen um, i know and uh i i needed it uh so that we could be even you know how I like to win, mm. but but anyway, oh, yeah. a- anyway, I'm sure it's going to happen to me this week now now that I've done that. But, Hayden, it's your turn first. What five you got this week okay, uh, so, for your can't-lose parlay?
2: So, last week, of course, I already talked about my parlay that didn't hit. I was bummed, but it was like, man, it was such a ride. Um, so, this week... I was trying to be a lot more conservative. I'm trying to make sure that I keep my bank strong so that I don't have to deposit any more money. Okay. Um, At least, you know, it's good to always make sure I can pay for next week's fun, right? So, uh, I try to go a little bit more conservative. So, bet number one was the Ravens in the Pats game. Um, I'm betting for it to be over the 43.5. Okay. Um, I think that the Ravens are going to definitely, you know, put up at least three to four... Touchdowns, at, you know, and I think that the Pats will be able to, you know, come back with at least two or three more with it. So I think they're going to cover. Um, my other one was the Lions versus the Washington football team.
1: The football team um,
2: by the four, uh, by four and a half. Then so I'm, I, I, you know, Panthers. They they hurt me last week by scoring so many points against the Chiefs, but I'm going to go with them actually to win. On the plus five
1: point five. So, oh, you have them plus Uh, five and a half. I'm
2: sorry, I'm picking them up. Yeah, uh, over five and a half. So, you know, that's that's my one weird one of the week. And then uh, Eagles cover three and a half over the Giants, and then the Ravens um, because I absolutely hate the Patriots. Um, So I also bet the the total points on this game. I'm also betting that the Ravens to cover the seven uh, over. New England
1: yeah I mean I was kind of surprised by New England's offense um, last week they you know he's found this receiver Cam's found this receiver um, I can't his uh, name's Jacoby Myers is, is yeah so he's uh, he's burst onto the scene with like the last three weeks I think he's got like he's in the tops of the leagues and targets so Cam found him a receiver that actually knows how to run routes and can get separation so they were able to put up some points uh, both against Buffalo and last week, so I don't think you're crazy for thinking that that over 43, 43 is a tiny number for any any game involving a team with an explosive offense. Mm-hmm. Baltimore hasn't really shown much of the explosive offense, but they are capable of it. So not a, not a crazy bet in my opinion. Um, and then your hate pat, hate Pat's pick. I'm I'm always down with those. So Panthers. They don't have Christian McCaffrey this week. Exactly. So, like they did last week, which allowed them to, you know, score all those points against mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Um, so, five and a half. Uh, but, I don't know. That that, that that Bucks team beat them by two touchdowns the last time they played, I think. so.
2: Well, that's why this is gambling.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I told you the same thing about one of your picks last week and ended up working out for you, so don't listen to me. Um, Tyler, what are you liking this week, sir?
0: You know, the NFL is so tricky. Look the idea of gambling is trying to figure out something that the person who sets the line does not know. And I'm a big sure, yeah. believer out there. If there's one thing that I will take away from anything, and it sounds, if you take one thing away from me, when you listen to this podcast and simply this, if you think you've done enough homework, you haven't done enough homework. It's when you feel satisfied with a pick that, you know, you've done enough homework. There are people out there who will randomly look at a team name against a team name, and they'll just pick the team that they think is better because of what the last five years has taught them. They're not looking at Friday injury reports. They're not looking at trends. Those things matter. All right? Those things are very, very important. Do not bypass the Friday injury reports. Do not bypass trends. All right? That's the best thing I can tell you right now. Let's get started. We'll tear it through them quickly. Uh, For me, it's very simple. I like Justin Herbert better than I like Tua right now. Tua has led Miami. I thought it was asinine that when they first pulled Ryan Fitzpatrick. Soft spark my heart for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I also like Tua as well. I thought it was just a fantastic setup and match made for both Tua and Miami to succeed together. But in this matchup, I know the Chargers, they are just waiting to blow another game. And I can't believe I'm going to say this because Anthony Lynn's a former defensive coordinator of the Jets. Anthony Lynn's a good coach. They just don't know how to close the game. They'll close the game this week. The one I feel the most confident about, giving the Chargers no problem taking – you can give the Dolphins the one and a half, I, no problem whatsoever. I think they cover that. I think that's a touchdown win for the Chargers. Number two, I really like this game when there was the hook tied to it, but I'm still going to roll with my gut on this one. You know what? Until I go ice cold, I'm going to keep running and just keep trying to push things out of the oven. I, I like the Bengals to cover against the Steelers. Uh, oh. I understand there's some question marks right now. People are trying to give me the whole – Big Ben's in COVID protocol. That's what they were saying about Matt Stafford all last week before the Minnesota game. He still played. Big Ben's going to play in this game. But I think the Bengals – go back and look at Joe Burrow's numbers. Joe Mixon's healthy now coming off an open date. This is a game that you're going to see a certain former East Tennessee guy in T. Higgins who should be a Green Bay Packer that would solve all their issues at wide receiver. They just draft T. Higgins. Instead, he falls to the 33rd overall pick in the second round. I do like Cincinnati. Pittsburgh, they stay undefeated. Bengals, they get the cover uh russell wilson goodness gracious dude you just went from driver seat mvp numbers to four turnovers last week and now you're taking on a thirsty rams team where if you want to talk about a trend that a lot of people forget guess who is the best at not letting back-to-back losses happen sean mcveigh they lose you bet you're flipping house that he's not losing back-to-back games i don't care if russell wilson is starting at quarterback rams No problem against the Seahawks. I'm telling you, that's a – plus, go back and look at it. Sometimes people are going to take that one trend and they're going to overhit it. Like right now, what's the sexy trend in the National Football League? Underdog division matchups. Oh, I'm going to take the Jets plus 10, underdog division matchups. You're right. That is the sexy trend. But sometimes you just got to look at the head-to-head matches and you got to ask yourself, how does this thing usually play out? Usually Splitsville, or you got to see how – this is where you do your homework, your deeper dives. How much well does Seattle do away when they're not playing at Century Lane Field? Uh, you guys made a comment at the beginning of the program, and I almost wanted to butt in, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say that because I'm going to wait till this pick happens. You never bet on Kirk Cousins in primetime. You just don't. <laughs> yeah. We've all heard that things you don't do. You don't, do. You, don't put, Cousins. you don't put shoes on before you put your pants on. All the things you can make jokes about, you just don't do it. But I'm not betting on Kirk Cousins here. I'm betting on Dalvin Cook. Mm. Monday night mm. game, rivalry. Vikings start slow, but they continue to find wins. I'm betting on Dalvin Cook, even that stout defense. So give me Minnesota to cover that spread. And when I kept searching about which one I wanted to touch, do I even want to get cute on the under in Buffalo, Arizona? No, nah, I'm not going to do that. Am I going to do a crappy game like New York, Philadelphia, because the Giants and Eagles always split? No, nah, I'm not going to do that. So then finally, I just simply said to myself, who is the most reliable player in all the National Football League when it comes to covering spreads and cashing your wallet? Teddy Bridgewater. You
3: sound insane. hmm
0: here a lot of covers against Tampa Bay
1: Teddy two gloves
0: even when you're not talking Betty you gotta know the lines so you can continue the storylines my time in Iowa was a huge Bears country and I can't tell you how many times we're gonna blow the Vikings out of the water yeah they got Teddy Bridgewater he went to Louisville that's accurate but what does that have to do with the price of tea in China he still can cover a spread Teddy Mm -hmm. Bridgewater he's good at two things one of them wearing two gloves the second one covering every single time (laughs) I don't feel – now that I actually go back and I just rattle those off quickly, the one I wish I could take back, I feel really, 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 really dirty about betting against Russell Wilson. But until they can actually show me they can stop the pass, I'm going to stop betting again. – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop betting Seattle. Uh, that, that, that defense is atrocious, and them, they are going to single-handedly keep them out of the playoffs or single-handedly keep them from winning that division.
1: It's definitely tough when they go face-to-face every time. Back when they were the St. Louis Rams, um, back in the beast mode and Legion of Boom days, like the Rams, still when they were shitty, they played Seattle tough all the time. So it's interesting analysis. Jared, you're up next. What do you got?
3: All right. So um, I actually also am on the Rams uh, minus a point and a half against Seattle for a lot of the same reasons that Tyler mentioned. Jared Goff coming off a bye. He's not going to um, obviously want to um, repeat the performance he had against the Dolphins. Seattle has the worst pass offense in the NFL. Um, I just Defense. think that uh, Sean McVay's had time here. They're going to they're gonna cook him up. And I, I just think it's just going to be too much for Russell Wilson to try to put the team on his back for the rest of the year. So mm-hmm. I'm also on the Rams. I got him at a minus a point and a half. Um, In this one, I am on the other side of the Dolphins Chargers. um, And this this is where probably I get stupid. You know, I bet against them last week against Arizona. But coming back home, um, playing the Chargers. I mean, I I think my hope here is that the our two corners on the outside, Xavier Howard and and Byron Jones, um, will match up well against Keenan Allen and um, Mike Williams. And hope that um, Justin Herbert doesn't beat us, you know, checking down to the running backs and hopefully we can uh, put some pressure on him, confuse him with some different looks and and get him to make some mistakes. But um, definitely wasn't feeling as great about that one, but it'll be a, a fun game to watch for sure. Um I am on Tennessee. I got him today at plus 1 against Indianapolis. I know that Tyler is DVRing this game and I've got it on in the background so I'm not going to say anything about this game. Uh-oh. Uh
2: Indianapolis is 20
3: to 17 against Tennessee right now. Okay. Well, you just Yeah, I think you just gave it away. What the
2: fuck is wrong with you?
3: Uh, <laughs> plenty of time left. Plenty a lot of game left um so i yeah i just you know tennessee at home they played some good football lately i'm still not a philip rivers believer i know that their defense has improved i just feel like tennessee is is kind of firing on all cylinders now getting some guys back i I don't know. I just I think they're a really good football team. I think they'll pull this game out in the end and um, give me the, the point at home. Uh, Buffalo, Arizona, I know this is a high total. It's 56.5. I usually shouldn't touch numbers this high, but I feel like Buffalo's defense and Arizona's defense right now are – Pretty, pretty bad so I feel like Kyler Murray I mean th- this guy puts up four or five touchdowns every week I don't feel like that's going to be a problem and then um Josh Allen they're going to be able to move the ball on Arizona this total could could end up on, in the 30s on both sides kind of like the Dolphins uh, Cardinals game from last week And then uh, last but not least, I'm not feeling as good about this. I looked at the rest of the board, but I don't know. I'm taking Baltimore minus seven against New England. Um, I just feel like New England's a little bit of fool's gold baltimore i think they got marlon humphrey back out of the the covet he was on the COVID ir think their defense is so strong i feel like they're gonna bottle up cam newton i feel like even though jacoby myers has started to come on they have no weapons and i feel like baltimore's defense is just gonna suffocate new england this weekend and and win that by two touchdowns maybe i'm crazy hard betting uh, laying that many points against a bill belichick team at all but I don't know. I just I have a feeling about that one. So, those are my five. Wade, bring us home.
1: Yeah. So a lot, a lot of similarities. Actually, I don't know how much a separation is going to happen between us, either me and Hayden or me and you, but um, or even you know Tyler and I. Uh, he, I'm on some different sides of some picks that he made. So considering his heater, I'm not feeling so hot about some of my picks. But, uh, <laughs> but there's there's no in it. I I digress. I'll uh, bend
0: at the knee if I have to, Wade. You can take this crown and the. This- chair it's not as comfortable but man all eyes are on you when you got it
1: listen the crown that I wear and heavy is the head that wears this crown and that is the crown of the parlay king so uh, <laughs> if you go back and listen to our episode 2 I am the parlay am king a- and I was yeah. I was given this title not because I win a bunch of parlays but because I'm willing because I'm to w- play a bunch of parlays so um, there, man. Uh, but no but I, I hit one in, in week one it, it was fun it was a little one but uh that that gave me the title So that's that's my crown and and I wear it proudly. But um, anyway, I got Buffalo plus two. Um, I said last week that I would never again bet on my Buffalo Bills. And here I am betting on my Buffalo Bills Um, (laughs) last last week when I some for some stupid reason ended up taking them in an under and missing my my 10 team parlay. Uh, where I got nine right, missed one. Because of, you know, the Bills offense being high-powered, uh, I just said I got to get back to my Bills betting ways. The Bills plus two, two. They, I feel like Josh Allen is back.
3: I can feel it all the way down in my plums.
1: I asked if the real Josh Allen would please stand up. He came back with like 400 yards uh, through the air, some touched, uh, three touchdowns, maybe one on the ground. Um, he's going against Kyler Murray. I do think that the Bills will be able to make one more play, probably end up winning by a field goal. Um, so I have them winning outright, so two points I felt like was icing. Um, Philadelphia New- than the Giants, two bad football teams playing in the most irrelevant division um, in all of football, but the number for the total of points is very small, 44.5. The last two times that these teams played, in New York, which is where this game is, uh, the Eagles won 34-17 and 33-13, both easily getting over this number. So pretty consistent. I really think that this game will probably end up around that number. Um, so I have I have that as an easy over. I'm on Seattle plus one and a half at the Rams. I feel like everything that Tyler said is very valid um, and good reasons to take the Rams. Jared doubled down on those reasons. But I'm on the side where Russell Wilson is going to be the one that doesn't drop two games in a row as opposed to McVay. Uh, I really like when I'm in a situation where I feel like the better team is getting points. I feel like Seattle is the better overall team, although they have a leaky defense. I'll take them in a shootout against the Rams. Give me those extra points. Um, I'm on Tennessee minus one versus the Colts tonight. Uh, I actually got my bet in... Yesterday or the day before when it was minus one, Jared made his before kickoff, and he got Tennessee plus a point. So lots lots of moving lines in that game. I think that happened uh, overnight uh, where it went from minus to plus. I, I think that Tennessee wins by a touchdown. I think that they come back, and they're able to actually handle business. I haven't looked at updates the whole time that we've been recording, um, but Hayden kind of spoiled it a little bit there. He needs some milk. Um, and my final game is another one that – Um, Both Jared and Tyler are on. I have Miami minus two and a half versus the Chargers. I just don't think the Chargers defense can stop anybody. Tua hasn't necessarily lit the world on fire, but he definitely can put up some points. Miami's defense is legit. I don't know that Justin Herbert's going to be able to just have his way as he has with a lot of his recent opponents. I do like Herbert long term. I think that he's going to be a stud for many years to come. But I think Tua gets the better of him in this one. Uh, Miami by, I don't know, Miami by four in this one. Probably something around 31-27 uh, is kind of what I see for that one. So um, I'm looking to make some more separation. I mentioned at the very beginning I had six out of um, my nine betting weeks where I finished three with, or seven out of the nine where I finished with three wins. Um, so I'm looking forward for a four win or a five and zero week. Um, Hayden, I hope that you finally get that that last game this week and mm. then you can hit your parlay. Um, Jared, again, if we were on the same bets, I'd say, man, let's go for five and a week, but you had to go against me on this one. so um, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll see how that Buffalo game and the Miami game turn out. Um, and last but not least, Tyler. You're the one that uh, has been on this heater, so I don't feel good being on the opposite side of some picks from you, but um, I definitely wish you luck. I really, really sincerely thank you for your time this evening. I know that I speak on behalf of Jared and Hayden both when I say that we really, really enjoyed having you. It was a lot of fun. Uh, The interview in segment two was just a, a great conversation we appreciate your transparency and you bringing us in um and again giving us your time so thank you very much
0: uh, to the three of you uh, wade hayden jared boy i had a blast boys we let's let's do this again yeah. soon maybe next time when i don't gotta be up at, at 245 in the morning and uh, i could actually have a little whiskey with you guys yes you guys have got my number yeah. and you guys know the bat signal just throw it up there let's get together and do it again soon and if we don't get a chance to chat thanksgiving around the corner christmas happy holidays to you guys and uh let's get crazy sometime yeah
3: yes sir yeah absolutely and if i make it down to to knoxville area sometime we'll hopefully do it around a weekend and get together and have some beers or some whiskey or something if you come
0: down from kansas if yeah. you and Toto come down, if you do the Dorothy thing, the first round's on me. That's my word to There, there you
3: go. Yeah, you know, it was, it was kind of funny. I was looking at, uh, of course, it doesn't happen very often, but the last time the Jayhawks came down and played hoops down there, Wasn't so good I voice. was there right. years ago. But uh, I think, like, this year we're coming back down there, but it's, you know, limited capacity with COVID and everything. Sure. But but we, uh we, definitely... still ta-
1: we still tailgating around here. You know, yeah. we got yeah. we got some folk that don't think COVID's even a thing. You know, yeah.
3: Uh,
0: I've been to uh, I've been to Fieldhouse twice, and I'm not just saying this because your affiliation or where you pledge your allegiance. Mm-hmm. Cameron Indoor can kick rocks. And so you actually walk into the Fog Allen Fieldhouse, you don't know what college basketball is
3: yes, about. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Well, funny you mention that because Wade and I, when Wade first moved down to Tennessee, his, his dad got us some, some sponsor tickets from O'Reilly Auto Parts uh, to right. go to Duke, North Carolina at Cameron Indoor. So we yeah, got – I mean, we sat right under the basket, got to experience – You know, the best they have to offer. And I know I'm biased because I'm a Jayhawk, but Fog Allen's way better. Fog Allen at its best, in my opinion, beats Cameron Endor from what I've seen at its best. It's just. And we saw it's it just, at
1: its best. That was Duke, North Carolina, when it was J.J. Reddick, Sheldon Williams versus Raymond Felton, oh, like that. Yeah. Those teams, Marvin Williams, um, Rashad McCants, like it was. It, it was yeah, that game.
3: It was. It was Roy's first year after he left in '05. That, it, it was when he won his first title at Carolina. It was that team felton may McCants. it was yeah, those boys
1: that was a fun one and i I've, i'll yeah. take fog allen and you know kirk heinrich doing his thing and jock vaughn out there and yeah. <laughs> rex rex walters with ice water in his veins you know so going yeah, way back give, yep. give me fog allen any day of the week tyler we will keep you close we thank you so much again for coming and joining us uh, we will look forward to having you on sometime in the future you be well we wish you success, continued success with your show, and go Vols. Yeah, and, and go, uh, Vols. go Vols.
0: Uh, go Boise State over 61. <laughs> go <Colts laughs> Yes. By. It's all about making money. What what the hell are we doing this for if we're not making money, boys? Happy holidays. We'll talk yeah.
1: soon. My man. Yeah. And, Thanks. and Jared, what do we say?
3: Scare money, don't make money. We'll catch you guys on the next
0: one. Now double your money and make a stack. On the next one. On to the next one to the next one. On to the next up, On to the next one. On to the next up, On to the next one. On to the next one. Hold